This episode of the 31 Days of Horror is brought to you thanks to our patrons. Patrons like Stephanie Lichtenstein, Emily Amen, Dolly Costello, Wendy Hubble, Katie Losey, Ryan Wood, Amanda Hall, Ronald Anglin, Leland Bowman, Eric Trujillo, Alice Mouse, Lauren Raymer, and Ruth. Our patron support makes all of this possible. And thanks to their amazing contributions, we recently reached a new milestone goal on Patreon, meaning the $3 a month tier now gets an additional bonus episode every week, and the $5 a month tiers enough get no less than four additional stories each week. To see how you can support the podcast and get rewarded, please check out patreon.com slash creepypod. Also, it should be no surprise that I love horror and horror movies. One of my all-time favorite slashers is Jason from the Friday the 13th series. Combine that with my love of podcasts, and you get the Kill by Kill podcast, a horror podcast dedicated to breaking down each and every kill Jason has made over the years. Please stay tuned after today's episode for an exclusive trailer from their podcast, and check out their link in the show notes to subscribe, review, and support. Now. This is Creepy. A podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 23 A Diary in a Mine On May 6, 1899, miners in the Bonaire Mine in Leadville, Colorado, found a diary in a small, seldom-used drift about 500 deep within the mine. The diary was turned over to the police since it had been linked with the disappearance of a 28-year-old pump man working in the mine, Ashlyn Parr, who had been missing since March 9th, the same date as the cave-in that had occurred in the mine. The diary was never seen again until a policeman released its contents to Ashlyn Parr's family this year. The family has been kind enough to give me access to this diary. Here is a transcription of the diary entries on and after March 9th, 1899, the date of Ashlyn Parr's disappearance. March 9th. Damn rocks caved us in today. Chas, Bert, and I were lucky to be in this drift and not in the shaft like poor Shep was. Shep was screaming something when the rocks came down on him. I think he hurt his leg, but I think he'll be alright because he was able to get out of the mines. Bert found a steam pipe and began rapping on it to try and get in touch with any rescuers. Fortunately, we found a few and they're able to send supplies down to us such as food. I think we'll be fine down here. They wrote to us that we'd be rescued by tomorrow. March 10th. Caves are really dark at night. I've never appreciated just how dark they are until today. Anyways... Rescuers told us some bad news. They're trying to dig a rescue shaft and connect it to the main shaft that had been caved in. But the part of the main shaft they dug to is full of debris. This means that it'll be a few more days until they rescue us. 
We're still receiving meals as well as gas for our lantern, so it's not all bad. Chaz and Bert are worried about their families, and I don't blame them. But right now we have to focus on getting out of this mine. March 11th. The new shaft is getting deeper and deeper, but I guess there still isn't any luck because there's so much debris in the main shaft. However, we're still getting our meals and the gas for our lamp, so I guess we'll be fine. Bert was pacing around in the drift when he found some weird grooves in the wall. I think Chaz made them because he's getting really bored down here. At least none of us are worried. I hope our families are okay. March 12th. It's our fourth day down here and we're bored. We haven't talked much to each other actually, so we're all pretty lonely too. At least I have a journal to keep my thoughts in. Poor Chaz and Bert don't have anything to pass the time. Actually, I think Chaz is passing the time by making those grooves in the wall, but I'm not sure because I haven't seen him do it, even though there's more grooves in the wall. There's more than four, so it's definitely not the number of days we've been stuck here. I don't even know what he's using to make those grooves, because they're pretty big and they're smooth, too. Maybe he's using a knife. March 13th. We're starting to hear some sounds, so I guess progress has been real quick. None of us expected to hear these sounds, though, because we're pretty deep in the mine. I think we're 400 feet down. I got really scared when the sounds started because I could have sworn the sounds were coming from below us. Bert and Chaz told me that I was just being silly. It was all in my head. Shoot. I don't even know. We haven't heard any word from the men above besides our meals. I hope we get out of here soon. We're all really lonely and it's rather dark down here. March 14th. We still haven't heard any word from above besides our meals. It's a shame because their notes have kept us all sane. Poor Bird is hardly touching his meal. Chaz is forcing him to eat some food. We really don't need Bert to die because honestly... This drift is really beginning to smell bad. I think it's from all the human sweat and piss that's been here since day one. But there's a burning smell, too. Bert thinks it's from our feces. More and more grooves are appearing in the walls. Jez really has to stop this because, honestly, it's freaking me out. March 15th. We finally got word from our rescuers, but it's bad news. They tried digging a shaft 73 feet down to connect with the main shaft to get us back up, but the main shaft is still clogged with litter. We told them through that steam pipe that we're doing fine when, honestly, we're not. Bert's hardly eating and Chaz is really scaring me. Today I saw him by those grooves and he was simply fingering them. He turned around and asked me how the hell they got there. I told him that I thought he made them. I don't know what's going on, but I really hope they hurry up. They said it would only take a couple more days, but we've been down here almost a week, and frankly, we want to get the hell out of here. Bert said that miners who are trapped in mines get put in newspapers. I wonder if I'm famous right now. March 16th. Those noises are starting up again. This time all three of us can tell that they are indeed coming below us. 
We haven't even eaten because we're so scared. There are more grooves on the wall and Bert's starting yelling at Charles to stop, but I don't think Charles did anything. I'm too scared to write anything else today, but I don't simply want to sleep. The darkness must be when those grooves are made. I think I'll be staying awake all night. March 17th. I stayed up all night. I'd have expected the cavern to be pitch black, but there was a really, really, really faint glow coming from down the drift. I don't think I could have gotten any sleep even if I tried. Today must have been the day. But honestly, we only know that because of our breakfast. Night and day. Don't mean anything down here. March 18th. I've been sleeping through the entire night. I think sleep is better than seeing this faint glow overnight. Today was a good day, too. The men gave us word that they expected to get us out tomorrow. We're all excited because the new shaft should be deep enough in the mine where they don't need to worry about debris. We still haven't talked much to each other, but at least we're eating some more and the noises have stopped. There have also been less grooves in the wall, so... At least Bert isn't mad at Chaz, even though this isn't Chaz's fault. March 19th. Today was awful. We got word that we could not connect the rescue shaft to the main shaft because it was too dangerous. However, Bert told me that another miner had scrawled on it that they would have to cancel the rescue. They'll stop sending us meals and supplies too. Chaz didn't even cry. He just glared at me like it's my fault. I want to go home. I, I want to see my family. But no, we're going to die in this blackness. I'm not going to sleep tonight. It's not like it matters anyways. March 20th. The faint glow was back overnight, but it allowed me to reread the note that Bert got yesterday. It turns out that Bert is lying to me because they're still trying to rescue us. I kicked Bert and started to get mad. I think I yelled at him. I think I punched his face because he started to bleed and says he's sorry. I think I hit Chaz too. I asked them why they lied to me and they only gave me these sad looks. When our meals came, I just took my food and walked away from them down the drift. We hadn't seen much of this drift, so it was a little weird. There were a lot of these grooves on the wall, and the ground sounds like it's shaking a bit. There's actually a shaft down here that I hadn't known of, but it only leads down and it's really poorly made. I still hate Bert and Chaz, but now I know that we will survive. March 21st. I'm leaving them now because they're trying to take my food. I don't know why, but I think they're mad at me. Maybe it's my diary. Maybe it's because they're really lonely. But I like being lonely. This darkness is good. I headed down that shaft I talked about. It went for about a hundred feet and had a ladder leading down here. 
I entered here in this large room now. This is my home and my grave. But I'm okay because there are a lot of really pretty diamonds in this cave. How none of us ever came here. I don't know. But it's really nice. A fitting grave, I guess. March 21st. They are diamonds. They're living creatures. I've never seen them before, but they simply move through the rock, leaving small grooves in them. And they make a rumble, rumble as they move. I've never seen these things before, but I see a couple of them head up and down the shaft I walked through. How did I get out of there alive, even? March 21st. They see me now, and they are pretty big. I can hide here, but not for long. They are all going up that shaft, and I hear some screams, and I think they killed Chaz and Bert. Good. I try talking to them, but they keep going and going. I forget I'm hiding, but now, diary, I don't care. In fact, they're the good guys because they're killing Chaz and Bert, which is nice. Maybe they'll even rescue me or kill me. Maybe it's better if they kill me, so now I'm calling them over. I think one of them complimented you, diary. One of them said nice book to me. I know it. It's coming over to see me n- Afterthoughts. The diary ended with a line scrawled away from the paper. While this does provide some insight for the disappearance of Ashlyn Parr, it does leave a few questions. For one, why did those miners go into this shaft to begin with? The shaft was not on any maps and was not commissioned by Bonaire Mine. Also, the other two miners, Charles Roos, Chaz, and Albert Frey, Bert, were rescued on March 22nd at 11 p.m., they had no recollections of ever seeing Ashland Parr while they were trapped down there, and had no recollection of hearing any strange sounds or seeing any unusual grooves. Both men left the mine in good health and spirits. The shaft was sealed off on May 7th and has never been reopened. So little is known about the mine Ashland Parr went down. Any information would be greatly appreciated, because quite frankly... I don't even know what to make of this. Hey, Gina. Yeah, Patrick. It's nice out here, isn't it? Yeah, and here we are in the middle of the woods, alone, at night, with no cell service or protection from the elements in a place called... I don't have my glasses on. What does that sign say? Uh, Crystal Lake? Ah, that, that, that sounds so peaceful. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, what's that lumbering madman in the woods? Kill, 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 you say? Methinks you've given me an idea for an awesome podcast. <laughs>
Well, she sure seems to like the idea. So join me, Patrick Hamilton, and Gina Radcliffe, my partner in crime, for Kill by Kill as we unpack every glorious death, crazy character motivation, and inexplicable wardrobe choice from the entire Friday the 13th franchise and much, much more. Talking about you. Hello, Mary Lou, prom night too. It's guaranteed to be a thrill ride of emotion from two horror film fans with way too much time on their hands. But don't take our word for it. Each episode will be joined by incredible guests, including Hollywood movie directors, film critics, TV execs, horror writers, comedy podcasters, even my date from senior prom. Plus, I'm pretty sure we're the only podcast in the world that asks you to choose your own death adventure. Pending. It's a real navel gazer that everyone should try at least once. So come on over to the not-so-dark side and join us for Kill by Kill on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher right now. Uh, Patrick, Jason's standing behind me right now with a giant knife. <laughs> yes, but it's not a knife. It's just a marshmallow roasting stick. Uh, maybe he just wants a s'more. Everyone loves those, even mutant backwoods killers. But how is he going to fit a s'more through the holes in that mask? For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object class Euclid Keter Safe Special containment procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.